Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the first season of Um Talha Speaks in which we will seek to gain reward of praying 1,100 rak'ahs. In each episode, we'll learn an ayah of the Qur'an and a chapter of Islamic knowledge to be in compliance with the hadith of the Prophet والسلام, where he said, O oh Abu Dhar, for you to go out and learn one ayah of the Book of Allah is more rewardable for you than praying 100 optional rak'ahs. And for you to go out and learn one chapter of Islamic knowledge is more rewardable for you than praying 1,000 optional rak'ahs. Through this season, we will cover the basic foundations of Islam with the understanding that all of these topics have many more details that are learned in appropriate sessions of knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to be amongst those that know and understand the religious knowledge and not amongst those who don't understand. A'udhu billahi minash rajim La taj'al ma'allahi ilahan akhara fataq'uda madhmuman makhdula Waqadha rabbuka alla ta'budu illa iyyahu wa bilwalidayni ihsana كريما وَاخْفِضْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُلْ رَبِّ ارْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِي صَغِيرًا رَبُّكُمْ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا فِي نُفُوسِكُمْ إِن تَكُونُوا صَالِحِينَ فَإِنَّهُ كَانَ لِلْأَوَّابِينَ غَفُورًا وَآتِ ذَا الْقُرْبَى حَقَّهُ وَالْمِسْكِينَ وَبِنَ السَّبِيلِ وَلَا تُبَذِّرْ تَبِذِّيرًا إِنَّ الْمُبَذِّرِينَ كَانُوا إِخْوَانَ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِرَبِّهِ كَفُورًا In this episode, We'll be discussing some of the sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade mankind from falling into, ultimately for their betterment and for a higher status for them in this life and in the hereafter. In Surah Al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lists many, many, many different sins, um, pretty much one after the other. Um, and some of the sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, he gives a reason for why they are prohibited. Um, and for some of them, a reason isn't listed. Um, at the end of the day, the severity of the sin, whether it's a grave sin or it's a minor sin, all of that is forbidden for the betterment of mankind. And instead of looking at the severity of the sin, the person should look to the greatness and status of the one that they are disobeying. The reality of the matter is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator. 
and deserves to be worshipped and deserves to be obeyed. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbids us from, we as Muslims who submit to the will of Allah and submit to the order of Allah, follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advised us is what's best for us in this life and in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in ayah 22 of Surah Al-Isra, لَا تَجْعَلْ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ This is the first of the list of sins in this section that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbids the people from. Don't take partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the gravest of sins. This takes a person out of the religion of Islam. This is namely shirk. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that. And this sin is all-encompassing, whether that is associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his self, so believing that there is entirely another God with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or in his attributes, to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shares any of his attributes with anyone. This is classed as shirk, and this is one of the gravest of the types of blasphemy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after forbidding the people from associating partners with him, in ayah 23, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders you to not worship anyone other than him, so again, pairing that with the previous ayah of not associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to worship anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا And after these very, very important issues that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, he moves on to, to mention to us, be good to the parents. So for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mention the issue of obeying the parents and being good to the parents in the same ayah as not worshipping anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the greatness in status in the issue of being good to the parents and how severe the issue is of disrespecting the parents. In the continuation of this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that it might be the case that one of them or both of them reaches old age while with you. But don't say to them, oof, rather be gentle to them and say good words. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the situation for us that, it, that a person might reach a stage where they are married, they are living their own independent life, they have their own house, their own family, their own children, and either one or both of their parents are with them and reach old age. In terms of identifying difficulties in situations, this is one of the situations that a person might find very hard to bear. They're used to their ways and their parents are coming into their house now, used to their ways. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
orders us, even in this tough situation, لا تقل لهما أفن. Don't even say to them uff. Don't even show to them a slight discomfort in something that they ask for or something that they do or something that you want to do. وَاخْفِضْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُلْ رَبِّ ارْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِي صَغِيرًا Rather, lower to them, lower for them your wing of mercy and say, O oh Allah, have mercy upon them as they had mercy upon me when I was young, as they raised me when I was young. This is the first of many sins that are listed in this section of the Qur'an. And the person should reflect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wise and the rules that come in the religion are for the betterment of society. So for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to order the people with goodness to their parents from day one all the way until their old age and death, this is betterment for the child. This is betterment for the parent. This is betterment for the grandchildren who are witnessing what's going on. This is betterment for society at large. So amongst the gravest of sins is for the child to disrespect or disobey or harm their parent in a way that the parent truly feels harmed by that. And it's not enough to say you are classed as harming your parent if you don't visit them once a month, or you're classed as harming your parent if you don't call them every day, or you're classed as harming your parent if you marry this girl. It varies. Each parent, what their level of respect that they demand for their children, it's different. So what is classed as harming the parents is specific to that child and to those parents. Moving on in this surah, in ayah 31 of Surah Al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ خَشْيَةَ إِمْلَاقُ نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُهُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ إِنَّ قَتْلَهُمْ كَانَ خِطُؤًا كَبِيرًا So in forbidding us and warning us against another grave sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ خَشْيَةَ إِمْلَاقُ Don't kill your children out of fear of sustenance. نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُهُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that provides their sustenance and your sustenance. So previously, in the past, um, when people were poor and feared poverty, they used to kill their children. Or sometimes if a girl was born to them, they would bury their child alive. Um, these are grave sins that are destructive for the family and destructive for the community. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that our rizq is from Allah. So committing a sin, whether that's killing our child or any other sin, in um, as a means to obtain our sustenance, this is not the way. We know and accept and believe that our sustenance is written for us. 
and we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek the halal means of gaining our sustenance and rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the following ayah, ayah 32, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَةً وَسَاءَ سَبِيلًا Don't approach zina, unlawful sexual intercourse or sexual intercourse outside of marriage. This is an enormous sin and it is clear that this sin is destructive both in self and in relationships and in family and in the community. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises us that this is a grave sin. This is a sin that results from a person not being able to control their inclinations and their desires. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the way clear and easy for a person to satisfy the desires that they may feel, which is marriage, with its rules and with its requirements. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not permit for people to engage in unlawful sexual actions outside of the fold of marriage. In the next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Don't kill a self that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited you from, except that one had a right to do that. So this includes suicide, this includes murder, this includes any type of killing outside of what is classed as a rightful killing in the rules of the religion. So nowadays when we see people kill left, right, and center as if it's nothing, as if it's absolutely nothing, the stabbings and the shootings and all of the different types of killings that we see are people not reflective that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade mankind from the very first murder that ever occurred with the children of Prophet Adam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never accepted for people to kill each other outside of having a right to do that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still to the ummah of Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam is ordering us, don't kill without a right. This is destructive in self. This is destructive for relationships, for the family, for the community. This is a grave sin. And the Muslims nowadays that kill over nothing, kill over boundaries in property. They kill over drugs. They kill over girls. All of these issues, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade us from them for our betterment in this life and in the hereafter. In the next ayah, ayah 34, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا مَا لَلْيَتِيمِ إِلَّا بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ أَشُدَّهِ Don't approach the money of the orphans, except in that which is better for them, until they reach puberty until they reach the point where they can manage their own money. Misusing the money of orphans is a grave sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us against this because at the end of the day, orphans are vulnerable. 
It may be the case that their parents left them money, but why is it or how is it that a person can even come to use that money? It's because the orphan is a child. They're a child and they're vulnerable, so a person uses their power and the fact that this child is vulnerable to use that money. This is wrong. This is wrong. The money of the orphans is only to ever be used in what is best for them or saved until they are old enough, until they are religiously classed as an adult to manage that money themselves. In Ayah 35, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَوْفُ الْكَيْلَ إِذَا كِلْتُمْ وَزِنُوا بِالْقِسْطَاسِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ وَأَحْسَنُ تَأْوِيلًا To be fair and be just when measuring and when weighing, and this is an indication of the sin of cheating when weighing and when measuring. Uh, many salespeople fall into this issue in that when they buy their product, they make sure that they get their right. But when they sell it on, they cheat. Whether they give less than what the customer asked for um, in terms of weight or in terms of volume or in terms of measurement, this is sinful. Islam is a, a religion of fairness. Islam is a religion of honesty. And for the person to cheat when weighing or measuring, this is a grave sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared a severe torture for the one who commits it. The next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقُؤْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ don't speak about that which you don't have knowledge. Certainly the hearing, the sight, and the heart will all be asked about what they did. So this ayah, firstly, prohibits us from speaking in terms of the religion about that which we do not know. Everything that we transmit about the religion, that we transmit about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, about what the Prophet said, all of that should come based on what we have learned from a trustworthy teacher. Inna sam'a, certainly the hearing, wal basar, the sight, wal fu'ada, and the heart. All of them are to be held account and responsible for what it is that they have done and witnessed in this life. So from this ayah, the scholars separated the sins based on their organs. They said, if it's the case that the sight is asked, then surely there are sins that are associated with the sight. If the hearing is to be held accountable, then surely there are certain sins that apply to the ear. The heart, if the heart is accountable and to be held responsible for what it is that it witnessed and what it did, then surely there are sins that are associated with the heart. And a more comprehensive discussion would go through different sins based on the organs 
for the person to be more sure that they're staying away from haram, from all of their organs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endowed them with without being obligated to do so. The last sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us from in this specific section of the Qur'an is in ayah 37 of Surah Al-Isra. وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضَ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا Don't walk on the face of the earth arrogantly. Arrogance is an extremely destructive sin, more so for the person who's committing it than for anyone on the receiving end of that arrogance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us from this sin that some people are naturally inclined towards. But if that's the case, it's upon them to fight their natural inclinations and their natural desires to not harm other people with their arrogance. And although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this specific ayah warns against an arrogant walk, arrogance in speech, arrogance in looking, all of these are haram and they're a grave sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden us from. All of what we previously mentioned in terms of the sins identified in this specific section are evil. Rather, all sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade us from are evil. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who deserves to be obeyed. So when he forbids us from things and orders us to not commit them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be obeyed in that. The sin by definition is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the one who leaves it out with reward and enjoyment in the hereafter and threaten the one who commits it and dies without repenting for that sin with torture in the hereafter. And the way that a person would repent for any sin that they'd previously committed, firstly, is to stop doing it. Then the person needs to regret that they ever did it and intend to never do it again. And it's beneficial and rewardable for the person to say statements like, Astaghfirullah, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive me for this sin. And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the hadith, that the one who has repented for his sin is like the one who never committed a sin. So I encourage myself and I encourage you to always remain steadfast on repentance for your sins. The human falls into sins. We are not impeccable. The prophets are impeccable. We are not impeccable. It's known about us that we will fall into sin. But the best among the sinners are those who repent. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant me steadfastness upon the religion and when I make mistakes to repent for them. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant the same for you. Inshallah, you've benefited from this episode and take as a reminder what the scholars have mentioned that avoiding 
an ounce of poison is better than acquiring a jar of honey. So leaving out the sins is much better for us than doing a lot of optional and rewardable extra acts. But among the acts that we must always do and must remain steadfast on are that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an obligation on us. So inshallah, you will join us in our next episode where we begin to speak about the most important matters in terms of the actions, the fiqh of Islam. Walhamdulillah, wa sallallahu ala rasulillah. And we look forward to you listening for our next session where we'll discuss the prayer. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.